Hello there, welcome back to today's session. Today we are going to discuss about a poem written by Gloria Anzaldua. Gloria Evangelina Anzaldua, titled To Live in the Borderlands. Um, I feel like you know, this is um, a poem which actually introduces you um, to a real life situation and um, this poem will actually take you into a journey of a different very different and a strange culture that uh, I believe many of us okay uh, never ever knew before and uh, we are going to come across with many different terms okay Mm, some certain terms which uh, were coined by Anzal Dua as you know she is a mm, prominent um, should I say cultural theorist okay uh, a Chicana feminist and a cultural theorist and all so she had coined uh, you know uh, many terms in between and you know when uh, you know uh, we have been uh, studying many poems in American literature uh, but this one is really really unique in the sense like this uh, this poem is written on behalf of women getting it and uh, women that to belonging to a particular culture which is termed as Chicano culture so have you heard about the Chicano culture before let's have a look at it uh, see this poem that we are going to discuss today this is taken from uh, a collection okay um, of course it's a book um, by Gloria and Zeldua which is titled as Borderlands or La Frontera the new mestiza to live in the borderlands okay so that's the title of the poem anyway this particular poem uh, explores uh, Anzaldua's own heritage and of course her mixed race identity see we are going to uh, study about how such a kind of mix-up um, take place okay how did it uh, take place and um, let's see okay uh, if at all uh, it is somewhat mixed identity then uh, then how many such mixed race identities are there we have a collection of course okay not just one mixed race identity that we are going to see um, well the book the sorry the book as such that is the borderlands la frontera the new mestiza uh, it was published in 1987 and uh, of course you know a part of the book is actually written in prose and another part of the book is actually composed in verse form um, and we can see that she is trying to um, explore uh, many themes okay uh, for example the theme of identity the theme of conflict heritage and borders too and this border okay that actually plays a significant role in this poem okay and um, of course this uh, theme of language that also plays a very significant role so uh, let us get into that about the author 
Gloria Anzaldúa, her period falls between 1942 and 2004. The world conceives her as a prominent Chicana feminist and cultural theorist, as we had just uh, mentioned. And we know that she is well known for her work, Borderlands La Frontera, The New Mestiza. Okay. Uh, you know one thing, this work is a semi-autobiographical book. Okay. It examines the condition of women in Chicano and Latino culture. So you remember, you know, you just um, take this point, the poem that we are going to discuss. Okay, we are going to analyze in this session. Uh, the poem also represents the conditions of women in Chicano and Latino culture. We see that Enzel Dua responded to her environment to define herself. Okay. And she had created her own space and ever knew to share the voices of other women of color. Okay. That was a deliber deliberate attempt, okay, from her side as a, as a theorist, okay, as a feminist um, and as a cultural theorist. You know why uh, she uh, shared these voices of other women of color? See, this other women of color means all the women of the mixed races, okay, who are uh, living in uh, this Mexico-American region, okay, in that geographical area, who are not whites, okay, who doesn't uh, belong to uh, this pure white race. Are you getting it? So she actually shared the voices of this other woman of color and it was actually to destroy the narrow definitions of feminist experiences which only centered on whiteness. Are you getting it? She later recalled this action as um, speaking against the silencing from the outside by getting our work published. Well, um... We know that I had already mentioned in the outset, the first half of the book is a series of essays uh, which feature um, a view into a life of isolation and loneliness in the borderlands between cultures. Okay, So you remember whenever we make use of this between cultures in the borderlands and all, you have to uh, keep in mind the two cultures Okay, uh, or the mixed race over here. The two um, edges are Me Mexico's on one side and the U.S. on the other side. And all the people who came into being as a result of the mixing, mixing up of these two cultures. Okay, the, these two human race. Well, the latter half of the uh, book is poetry. In the book, Anzaldua uses two variations of English and six variations of Spanish. Well, anyway, the poem that we are going to discuss, it also has this kind of uh, style of writing. Okay, in many, in many uh, lines, she is making use of Spanish. Okay, well, uh, this is a deliberate attempt to make her literature difficult for non-bilinguals to read. Okay, so we just dis discussed... Um, uh, just uh, uh, a second before that, uh, she was actually responding to her environment uh, to, to define herself. 
okay so what all uh, conflicts that was um, faced by her that actually come into being throughout her narrations okay in between her line so this uh, problem of language okay you know what is the exact problem over here see you are not allowed to okay when this uh, mexico was actually next to us okay or some part of mexico was annexed to us after a mexico american war uh, you know uh, all those mexican people who were on the border lines of the us they forcefully got converted into uh you know into the us okay the us territory so the trouble is now onwards okay when such a treaty came into being from that moment onwards they they are uh denied their freedom to make use of even their mother tongue are you getting it because um, if you are speaking spanish if that is your mother tongue now that you are a citizen of america you have to make use of english okay you just can't make use of that okay even in schools and even in the places where you work okay and that was a form of uh, what should i say cultural repression okay uh, that was faced by the chicano people well anyway you know what happened because of that um a different language which was titled spanglish okay s p a n g l i s sorry s p a n g l i s h spanglish came into being okay it is a mixture of english and spanish languages and you know what in 1950s 1950 it got consolidated into a distinct chicano dialect which is used even today and i will tell you that uh, this kind of uh, diction finds its beautiful expression in the poem that we are going to study to live in the borderlands means you okay well so um by making use of uh, two kinds of language okay she is actually trying to showcase a kind of resistance okay uh, in front of the white society okay in front of the mainstream white society for her okay or all the women who are chicanos okay uh, language is a border you getting it just because it was um, stifling for them when you are devoid the freedom to make use of your own mother tongue okay so for them language is a barrier that's why it was said that this is a deliberate attempt to make a literature difficult for non bilinguals to read are you getting it so if you are an englishman okay who doesn't know spanish then that poses too much of difficulty to comprehend what exactly is there in between the lines am i correct if you include spanish in between well so language was one of the barriers anzaldua dealt with as a child and she wanted readers to understand how frustrating things are when there are language barriers the book was written as an outlet for her anchor and encourages one to be proud of one's heritage and culture and you know what towards the end of the poem okay we actually come into such a kind of a conclusion that uh, in the beginning we see that she was trying to call out all the kinds of conflicts okay which are part and parcel of her culture her heritage you know how it literally affects her identity 
okay what is this theme of barrier and all but you know why is she she is not just giving you or uh, you know trying to showcase in front of you all the conflicts and all the problems and trying to say that this doesn't have any solution at all it's not like that okay she has a kind of higher thinking so what she does is she develops the idea of new mestizo okay a mestizo is actually a term which is of course a derogatory term used to address to this people of chicano people of chicano culture okay mestizo means half breed or of mixed race okay so she uh, sorry she develops the idea of a new mestizo as a new higher consciousness okay that will break down barriers and fight against the male or female dualistic norms of gender and uh, you know when you study when you just go through the poem and if you get a chance you go through the complete book itself we come to know that she just um, doesn't get narrowed down to the gender inequalities alone okay what we find in her lines what we find in her language what we find in her resistance is of course a collective effort to represent all the collective conflicts which are part and parcel of uh, this chicano culture so uh, let us move into um, you know a few uh, information about uh, chicano culture and what exactly is this word chicano let us take a look at uh, chicano culture the culture of the chicano and the mexicano people it goes back to the indian peoples before and after the era of slavery under the spanish colonizers okay the indian people over here means the indigenous population in america okay a mestizo okay mestizo culture which is part spanish and part indian grew out of the developing feudal era of uh, 17th and 18th centuries okay so this mestizo uh, we had discussed it earlier it, it that means a mixed race okay so the mixed race actually comprised in the beginning it comprised of uh, uh, people of spanish and uh, indian origin indian means indigenous population of america those people and it developed during the feudal era of 17th and 18th century okay remember that point you know what the us capitalists they annexed mexico's northwest territory and set up the border after the mexican american war and this separated mexican people the mexicanos on the us side of the border they developed a new culture which was distinct from both mexican and anglo american cultures okay and their culture came to be known as chicano culture are you getting it when um, the us capitalist okay after the mexican american war when they actually set up a, a northwest territory okay in mexico mexico what happened was the mexicanos on the us side of the border they developed a new culture 
okay so their culture is not exclusively which belong to the mexican culture or exclusively that belong to the anglo american culture but a mix up of both these okay mexican and anglo american culture and this is exactly called the chicano culture so to read all this it's you know you know what is actually faulty about it i mean correct okay it's a culture so um for a common person it would be like this okay but the trouble is the mainstream society they were never ever ready to accept them just because when uh, the progenies of such a culture came into being came into existence they got def- differentiated themselves by nature of their culture even by nature of their skin color are you getting it so the prominent you know white race who conceived them as a, um as a supreme okay or of race of purity they were never ever ready to uh, you know accommodate them okay along with them and uh, you know these people were actually uh, treated as the people of the borders okay so they are actually in a in a kind of a um okay uh, still a stand still nature okay mm, this is a kind of um, what should i say a kind of a line a kind of a border which was a man made which was uh, something that is created okay which was created in an unnatural way are you getting it and they were victims of the same conflicts and attacks from the part of the mainstream society well the term chicano had its origins among the aztec uh, aztec indians uh, chicano is derived um, from a word used by the aztecs which they pronounced mexicano okay m e s h i c a n o c a n o mexicano you know what the spaniards they had no sh sound in their language so they tended to write the word as mexicano m e x i c a n o so instead of sh in mexicano they made use of x m e x i c a n o mexicano well however last part of the word was pronounced by the aztecs has survived okay so that of the aztecs it was mexicano so the last part of the word mexicano survived until now which later came to be used as chicano or chicano so s h i c a n o or c h i c a n o okay let's see what exactly uh, is the meaning of the title to live in the borderlands means you okay yeah to live in the borderlands so um what is this borderlands the term borderlands according to anzaldua refers to the geographical area that is most susceptible to hybridity neither fully of mexico nor fully of the united states and i think now the idea is uh, very much clear with you okay how such a mixing up came into being and uh, what is the possibility of such a hybridity over the and what are the conflicts actually faced by them okay well um we know that um, roughly saying a border it is a dividing line a narrow strip along a steep edge a borderland 
okay as far as literature is concerned and this is what exactly she is trying to deal with in the poem too okay a borderland is a vague and undetermined place created by the emotional residue of an unnatural boundary okay don't you feel like those borders are unnatural boundaries created by or which was thrust upon by the mainstream white society over the chicanos over there okay or the marginalized persons over there so uh, you know this is actually an unclear and an undetermined place okay which was created by the emotional residue from the part of the marginalized are you getting it well it is in constant state of transition okay this borderlands okay be just because this is unnatural and uh, it actually exists in a virtual world okay the prohibited and the forbidden are its inhabitants the ones in the way okay this uh, might be the the most subtle uh, word combination that you can refer to okay to the people living in the borderlands okay the ones in the way okay so they are a destiny it is mysterious okay uh, it is completely uncertain full of conflicts well they are considered as transgressors aliens whether they possess documents or not whether they are chicanos indians or blacks they are denied entry okay trespassers will be raped mined strangled gassed and even shot the only legitimate inhabitants okay are those in power the whites and those who align themselves with whites tension grips them ambivalence and unrest reside there and death is no stranger so this is exactly the ground on which anzaldua is standing okay this is her platform and let's see what she is trying to address okay through the poem so this session will not be complete if i had not mentioned the word chicana as such okay um see a chicana is a woman or a girl of mexican origin or descent who lives in us the term chicana was coined during the chicana movement by mexican american women who wanted to establish social cultural and political identities for themselves in america so Uh, this uh, took place around 1960s 60 okay 1960s and 1970s okay well uh, chicana refers to a woman who embraces her mexican culture and heritage but simultaneously recognizes the fact that she is an american okay so you remember all this talking about poetic techniques and structure of this poem to live in the borderlands uh, this is an eight stanza poem as you can see 
and uh, is separated into uneven sets of lines see you can see uh, the range in number from 3 up to 8 lines per stanza that is you can see in one stanza or one stanza consisting of three lines and there are stanzas which has eight lines too okay there is no uh, specific rhyme scheme okay uh, which uh, can bring about um, a kind of a unity to this particular poem but the poet uh, does make use of um, several poetic techniques okay that create uh, this feeling of uh, rhyme and rhythm um, you know, uh, you can see a most prominent technique that Anzal Dua uses. Okay, um, this is a scene through her choice to combine English and Spanish. Uh, the poem actually in the outset of the poem itself, you have a combination of the Spanglish. We had discussed it earlier in the uh, in the. Uh, prior sessions okay so you have uh, uh, you know the lines of the poem in english which is mixed with the spanish uh, language well uh, her speaker who is likely of course she herself is the speaker uh, she switches back and forth between these two languages okay without warning and um, Mm, you know she actually has a purpose okay why you know she is doing so this was done in order to re-emphasize the larger themes of the work okay and the idea that one can exist between two cultures in a borderland without wholly subscribing to either side okay so when we discussed um, this word the meaning of the word chicano we came across with this idea that uh, uh, Chicanos, uh, Chicana actually refers to a woman who embraces her Mexican culture and heritage but simultaneously recognizes the fact that she is an American. Okay, so uh, over here through the poem, Anzal Dua is trying to um, elaborate this particular idea that existing in, uh, in a borderland, okay, in crossroads, that is possible. If you are a human being, it is not mandatory to subscribe to just one side, okay, be a Mexican or be an American. You can uh, literally go for a choice of both, okay. Well, she uh, also makes use of alliteration, enjambment, repetition, metaphor, okay. What is this? Uh, yeah, uh, I believe you know alliteration. Okay, it's the use of the same letter or a sound at the beginning of the words which are close together. Okay, so we have enough. Then we have enjambment. Enjambment is actually uh, the fact of a sentence uh, uh, continuing beyond the end of a line of poetry. Okay, so it will start in one sentence. This, uh, the line will not be, I shouldn't make use of sentence, okay, line. So, the line will start and it will not complete in one single line. It will be overlapping onto the other lines. It will be ending in the or getting into the other lines of the stanza. That's enchantment and here we have a clear case of enchantment, sorry, enchantment in the outset itself. Um, then, of course, you have repetition. So, you know what is called uh, uh, this uh, repetition. It is the use and reuse of a specific technique. It can be 
uh, it can be a technique a word tone or a phrase within a poem and over here we have uh, the case of to live in the borderlands okay the poet uses as a refrain and this is the phrase that repeats within multiple stanzas the opening line to live in the borderlands means okay this is utilized word for word and with some variation too in every stanza of the poem okay and um, uh, and also this is uh, this uh, poem is uh, filled with examples of metaphors okay um, you know what metaphors i believe we have been uh, studying a lot well so these are the comparison that don't use like or as and say that one thing is another uh, so for example in the fifth stanza she calls alcohol golden elixir okay and there are also examples of similes or comparisons using like or as and more than that you can also see personification coming in between okay the wind is being personified i think it happened in the third stanza um it was said that the wind steals their voice okay so personification is also there then there there is a case of allusion to coming in between so allusions are indirect or passing reference okay it is a figure of speech which refers to a famous person place or a historical event either directly or through implication okay as we said indirect or a passing reference so um that is also present in between the lines okay um then i i should comment on um, one more thing see uh the most sorry in most versions of this text the uh, first line of uh, to live in the borderlands okay this is separate from uh, the follow five the following sections are intended in and uh, they are in each stanza this is how you actually uh, get the poetry if it is an original version okay this is how it is arranged okay in most of the versions of this particular text first line of uh, the poem is separate from the follow five apo sorry and uh, the five which are following the first line that will be intended okay that's it well mm, so this actually serves as a clear opening and a way to reemphasize the larger themes of the poem as seen through the refrain and the refrain is repeated word for word at the beginning of four stanza then repeated another three times with variations okay the first lines of uh, to live in the borderlands actually begins with the speaker using the line that later became the title you know uh, one best thing that i noticed in this poem is the first line of each stanza actually forms a basis for a question okay so you have a question in the first line of each stanza um so what does it mean to live in borderlands okay that's the question that is being asked repeatedly the bulk of the answer that is the rest of the stanza whether that is two or six lines that actually provides an answer for the question okay so um you keep all these ideas in mind let us get into a line by line analysis of the poem
live in the borderlands means you are neither hispana india negra espanola nigabacha erasmesdeza mulata half breed caught in the crossfire between camps while carrying all five races on your back not knowing which side to turn to run from to live in the borderlands means knowing that the india in you betrayed for 500 years is no longer speaking to you the mexicanas call you rachetas that denying the anglo inside you is as bad as having denied the indian or black cuano wise and la frontera people walk through you the wind steals your voice You are a burra boe scapegoat forerunner of a new race half and half both women and men neither a new gender to live in the borderlands means to put chili in the bores eat whole wheat tortillas speak texmex with a brooklyn accent be stopped by la migra at the border checkpoints Living in the borderlands means you fight hard to resist the gold elixir beckoning from the bottle the pull of the gun barrel the rope crushing the hollow of your throat in the borderlands you are the battleground where enemies are kin to each other you are at home a stranger the border disputes have been settled volley of shots how scattered the truths you are wounded lost in action dead fighting back to live in the borderlands means the mill with the razor white teeth wants to shred off your olive red skin crush out the kernel your heart pound you pinch you roll you out smelling like white bread but dead sarvai the borderlands you must live sin fronteras be a crossroads